Welcome to the Church Explained Podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Awesome. And just picking up on that, and um, I know one of the things that Nathan was probing you a little bit, which I think is a good question, is um, <clears throat> how did that conversation go when you chat with your senior leaders there? Man, I try to I try to get rid of this question. Uh, um. I, know. <laughs> I, can, I can see I can see you were dodging that one. So so come yeah. on, share share a little bit. You don't have to go into full detail. Yeah. Uh, but how um, was that for you? Was it awkward? Easy? Yeah, it was awkward. It was not easy. It was awkward. It was scary. Um, I think. Yeah, and it and it was rough. The first one was rough. <laughs> Uh, the first maybe two conversations were pretty rough, particularly because I think it just caught them off guard. And it was nothing that was um, par- probably my, 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 my doing as well. I probably could have handled some things differently um, or I could have handled some things differently. Not probably. So I think because of maybe the nature of, of that, um, it wasn't that they didn't see the call in, in me or affirm that or think that I could do it. It was just caught them off guard. Cause I was essentially the executive pastor at the time. And then in a sense also there's probably a step that I missed before bringing it to them. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, to whoever's listening to this, I would say as soon as you can bring your senior leaders into the thought process, even if it's not, even, even if it's not um, crystallized yet. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I think a lot of times, because I it was kind of already crystallized in my brain, mm. but in hindsight, I wish I would have brought it to them as soon as possible. Um, sure. So, but you know, obviously they're great leaders and gracious, and you know, we end up coming to a great conversation, and you know, they they blessed us and laid hands on us and sent us and affirm us, and you know, so so yeah, I would say it was scary, and I think mm. if anyone's listened to this and you're, you're trying to process, how do you approach that? I would say bring them into the process as soon as possible. Um, and yeah, that's what I would say. So I hope that helps. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, but thanks for sharing because it will help people as they're listening because uh, obviously lots of people are, are in transition. So it is it is good for them. I've got another question and then Nathan will chip in with another couple as well. So just, just thinking of one church there, I mean, obviously you're, you're dreaming, you're sort of thinking, you and Caitlin thinking of the future. What's, what, what do you, what, what's your dream for the next decade? Yeah, so I want to be a church that plants churches. So even right now, we're we're planting pregnant. Um, so there's a church that uh, I, I mean, there's a there's a couple key couple on our church uh, on our on our core team that we that basically want to plant a church. Um, and I'm not going to wait until I feel confident in how established the church is to I train them in that. I'm going to train them in there right now uh, because they don't belong to me. They belong to the Lord. Uh, so whether they're here with us for two years, five years, or 10 years, I want to treat them right now. And and also you got to trust them. So I, we trust them. We know them through, uh, you know, mutual friends that really affirm them. So you, you got you to gotta be wise about how you're mm-hmm. investing because you don't want to just be sending anyone out. Uh, but once that all that stuff checks out, um, so, yeah, we want to be a church that plants churches. I mean, I would love to have planted and sent out, you know, at least five churches in the next 10 years. Uh, we also want to plant a school. I think Seattle, as you guys know, 
uh, start a school. I think Seattle, as you know, is uh, progressive, liberal. So what happens is a lot of parents want to either leave the city, don't move to the city, or move out of state. So we have a dream of, man, what if actually we can have a school that parents flock to the city? They want to, they, they actually want to be in the city um, because this school is a school that um, is a light in, in a secular culture. So that's a dream of mine. I think by year 10, that's like a soft goal that we could announce to the church, hey, we were, we, we've either, we're in process or we we're, we're official. We, we have a, we have a, we have a school to serve either K through five or K through 12. But, um, but yeah, I would say that that's the dream. I mean, we want, I want to build big people. I want people to be disciples. I think that's how my brain works. Like, I don't really know how else to answer the question besides I want disciples of Christ, sorry, disciples of Christ, church plants and a school. Those are the kind of the three things um, that are kind of, on our, on our mind. Yeah. Whether it grows to a thousand people, 500, whatever that, that God will sort all that out. But I think we just want to be a church that makes disciples and raises people up. Right. Oh, really good. And, um, just thinking of the church as a whole, um, and the next decade in that, what do you, what do you think something similar in terms of the, what the church will look like, um, as you know, new generation comes through, uh, what, wh- what's your kind of views on that? So I do think this is preaching and teaching related. Uh, So I do think in the next 10 years, I think the teaching style um, has to be more conversational. Uh, I think the Kate, I think uh, it's probably already like this in the UK, but in America we have preacher preachers, you know, because everyone grew up watching TD Jakes. So, so, but I do think that cadence and that diction is, is just, it's, it's not really working. It's for the Gen Z and and, and below generation. So I I think preachers will be a bit just more conversational in how they communicate. Uh, I think that is the future of the church, conversational teaching and preaching. Um, uh, Not because people are trying to be performative, but it's just how it's perceived. Um, You know, when people have a preaching voice and they're, you know, yelling and all that I, I think that won't translate to to people i mean it's you, it's like martin luther king if you hear martin luther king talk in any of his older uh tapes or videos uh it's profound but that style and that cadence would not work today uh it, he, people would not listen to what he's saying even though the content is amazing so i think that's something that we'll have to think through um and yeah i mean i think Man, we gotta stay in prayer. I think prayer has to take a lot more priority uh, in in the church. I would say. I mean, this probably sounds very cocky of a thirty two year old, one month and a half church planter to say. Uh, so that's not what I'm saying, but I, that's not what I'm trying to project. But I think if 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 anything is going to happen in the Western Church, uh, which we serve in the next ten years, it's going to happen because people are seeking the Lord in prayer. Uh, we've had strategies, books, conferences up to Wazoo, and we're still on a massive decline. <laughs> so it's not working. Uh, <laughs> so we got to trade and disciple people into, into prayer, uh, into being people that seek the Lord. Um, and that's really what we, uh, what we want to attempt to do is to train people. Um, 
to, to labor in prayer. I think this is probably going to sound controversial, and I'm not trying to be controversial, um, so I'm going to say that before. But I think people need, need to learn more how to labor in prayer than they need to learn how to rest. Mm-hmm. That's my conviction. Uh, because we just, we're not good at praying. I'm not good at praying. A lot of people aren't good at prayer, but we have to learn how to, to labor in prayer. It's the thing that um, is the most influential and powerful in our spiritual walk, but it's also the thing that people are most afraid of, less confident in. Uh, and I want to give my life to teach people how to pray. So I think prayer emphasis uh, in church planting, prayer emphasis, I think every church needs a prayer meeting uh, in the next right. 10 years. Uh, and I think just building uh just yeah conversational style teaching uh and then obviously this is already said emphasis on discipleship uh sure. more discipleship less event based uh, model mm-hmm. yeah and and if i can pick up on that conversational style preaching are you in your mind is that still on a stage uh in front of a group of people but more just laid back and as you say conversation rather than like the, the the certain cadence. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys are being kind. You know how Americans Americans preach. They yell at you. They yell at people. <laughs> you, you, you guys, you're probably a, like what? You know that would not work in the UK. Do you know anyone in the UK that yells? You probably don't. Uh, well, probably one person the, you can think of. Yeah, there'd be a few. I mean, the, yeah. the, the thing is with people like um, TD Jakes, um, amazing, amazing preachers and speakers. Yeah, he's, one of all, he's the best of all time. But in reality, when I listen to T.D. Jakes, um, like I think, oh, that's like for me, that's 10 sermons there, <laughs> you know, so rather mm-hmm. rather than one, that's that's what I think. I think, oh, there's enough content in there for, for, a, whole, for a whole year <laughs> rather than one sermon. But also here, here's why as well, because uh, I think a conversational approach makes the gift more approachable. Mm-hmm. So like no one can be as good as T.D. Jakes because mm. he's 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 ridiculous. He's 1% of communicator. You know, Judas Smith, mm. 1% of communicators. Like, sure. 1%, you know, Tim Keller even. Like, so, but but when you, when you approach, I'm not saying your content shouldn't be, you know, um, engaging. Or, sure. I'm not talking about content. I think it needs tension. Mm. It needs... The gospel needs to be there. Jesus needs to be exhorted. You know, you need to you need to be able to you know engage people mentally and emotionally. Uh, but I think a conversational style approach makes the person think, "Oh, I feel a call to do it. I can do that." You know, mm-hmm. I can't do what TD Jakes does. You know, I can't yeah. do what Stephen Furtick does. But I can do. I can. I can. I can. I can be myself. I can have a conversation with people, uh, and that's what I want to do. I want to raise up communicators and teachers that tell the message of Jesus uh, and the story of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus. Um, so that's what I would say. Can I share another hot take? Yeah, mm. go for it. Okay. Here's what I would say about congregants and it's unfair. Uh, and here's what I would say to pastors and congregants as well, because everything is so, we're so exposed to so much information. You're, you can, at the drop of the dime, you can listen to your favorite podcaster. What happens is we project the quality or the giftedness of said podcaster onto our local church pastor. And it's not fair. Stop doing it. The reason that you know who this person is, is because they are the top 1% in the world. There's 
thousands of pastors that you've never heard that are faithful, that preach the word. I'm not talking about, you know, if your pastor doesn't preach the gospel, but they, they're faithful. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Mm. Be faithful to the scripture. Stop judging your pastor against John Mark Comer, Tim Keller, Stephen Furtick. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. You should not be trying to get that from your pastor. They need to be faithful to the word. But if they are, you need to lean into that. But then also us as communicators, we need to stop judging ourselves against these people because we're not them. They're what we're You know, it's like some people have five talents. Some people have one. That's okay. Be Be okay with your one and use it. Just wanted to say that. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I have people of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of opinions. Sorry, you guys are going to... We, we like it. Americans That's are great. opinionated, obviously. <laughs> so, hey, Nathan, we've got a couple of questions here. Um, let me nip into this one then. I've just been thinking about... Um, obviously, you've shared about your journey mm-hmm. and you've shared about like some of the things that are important to you, but, but like, what, what are you, what are you doing for yourself personally? Cause I, I think this will help leaders. What are you doing personally to, I guess, stay in the game, stay motivated. Lots of people are dropping out. Lots of people are dropping out. Yeah. So I mean, what, what, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you in the game in the season? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm 32. I've been a minister for 10 years since mm. 2013 uh, in vocational ministry. So, you know, I still, I'm young. Right. So like, I don't want to project that I have all the answers, but I think, um, what I am doing personally is, uh, anytime someone asks me how they can pray, I'm not asking for anything they can pray for the church. I'm saying pray for me and my wife, the health of a marriage uh, says emotionally healthy leader leads out of their marriage. So I think, yeah, I just want to be a, more than anything. I want to be a great husband, uh, to stay in the game. <laughs> Cause I think if the home is, is secure and it's safe, and you're, you're tending to that garden, out of the overflow of that, you will be um, a, a, a healthy leader. Mm. Uh, I pray. I pray in tongues. I don't know what tradition people are from listening to this, but for me, it builds up my spirit. Mm. Uh, I take Paul literally when he says that. Uh, he says, when you pray in a tongue, you speak and you, you build up your spirit. So I see it as mm. workouts mm. for my spirit. My spirit needs to be worked out. So I think it gives me a strength and a vitality. Uh, we cannot do ministry with our giftings only. We cannot do ministry with our sure. uh, ingenuity and our creativity. Uh, we need the power, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit. So for me, I, I lean into that. I think another thing that I'm doing, I repent as much as I pray. So I, I confess. So I personally, I pray through the Lord's Prayer. Um, sure. And as like part of my liturgy. I, I actually pray with a liturgy. Uh, I pray the same thing every day. Actually, I just changed it about two weeks ago. But for a while, I literally pray the same thing uh, every day. I have a bit of freestyle in there. But um, but yeah, I know what I'm praying for. I'm praying. I'm confessing my sin. Uh, keeps my spirit light. But, uh, but yeah, I think for me as well, staying in the game, I, I, I'm not really listening to many podcasts at the moment or sermons. Uh, I unfollowed a lot of pastors because I don't want to compare. I think a lot of people get mm. out of the game because they compare. Uh, so I personally just took a season to not follow anyone or listen to any other podcast. There's a few, like, you know, like the OGs, older people. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll still listen to Tim Keller, obviously, because he's Tim Keller. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, not anyone that's current or new. Uh, mm. I, I wouldn't. I don't do that. Um, and then... Yeah, I think playing basketball and doing things that I enjoy and building I th- and, and then relationships. But you're right, people are getting out of the game and it's scary. Uh, a hero, well, 
I don't want to say hero, but someone I looked up to just find out something about them, um, what a potential scandal and it, and it's shaking me to my boots. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I would say anyone listen to this too, like when you hear these scandals, um, whether it's in the UK or in the US, I think a, a language we have to get out of our vocabulary is I would never or how mm. could they? Mm. I don't think that's the confession of a believer. I think the confession of a believer is, Lord, lead me not into temptation and deliver me from evil. Because uh, whatever is in them is also in us. So it should not make us proud or not cause us to boast, but it should cause us to be in humility and fear the Lord, uh, go to prayer. So. Orland. No, great stuff. Over to you. Yeah, yeah. What would uh, what would you say if you could only give one message to people, and what would that be in one sentence? And I know Phil Moore, you're a preacher, but you got one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> one sentence. Uh, Can be a long sentence, identity, though, mate. Your identity is secure in Christ, and your identity is not in what you do. And your identity is also not in how people perceive you. Uh, that's probably what I would say. That I've I've I had a dad um, that modeled this for me, uh, spoke that over me, uh, and I believe it. It yeah. shifts me. You know, I don't. I don't really struggle with insecurity uh, as a. I've never been crippled by it. Uh, mm. I've I can never say I've been crippled by it. I've struggled with it, but I, it's never crippled me. Uh, and, sure. I, and it's it's because of the Holy Spirit and because of a great dad. Um, right. So I would say that. Really great. Love that. Love that. Hey, well, listen, it's been so good to have you on the show. We've got a few quick fire questions. We'll not go through them all. Um, mm. but we'll pick a few of our favorite ones here as we go through. And just to keep you sharp this afternoon. Oh, um, wow. Well, keep me sharp. Afternoon for us, morning for you. Mm. So let's kick off with this one. A couple of quick fire questions. What two books would you recommend and why? Uh, two books I would recommend is Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by Jim Cimbala. Uh He is a pastor in uh, Brooklyn, pre leads a church called Brooklyn Tabernacle, uh, probably one of the biggest, most influential churches in the East Coast uh, that not many people actually may know about. Uh, but the book is basically how he started the church. He, he inherited a church that was dying. The Lord told him to build it on prayer meetings. And to this day, about 30 years later, uh, they do two prayer meetings every Tuesday, and they get thousands of people there at the prayer meeting. Uh, and he just, it's inspiring. Like, if you want your wow. spirit to come alive uh, about what God can do, you need to read this book. Uh, the second book I would probably suggest um, is another book that I currently read. It's Landmarks by David Campbell. Um, David Campbell is, he planted a church in the UK. Uh, he is uh, on the Theos University faculty uh, which okay, yeah, yeah. people mm -hmm. may know, but yeah. Landmarks is just his doctrinal book. So it basically goes through every major doctrine uh, and it's good. It's really good. It's really helpful. So mm. obviously I'm, I'm suggesting it as a, as a church planter um, and I would say Landmarks. So, so those two books. Thank Great. you. But Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire is a must. I like it. If you've never read that, I don't know what you're doing. You need to go to Amazon right now. Great. Yeah, I've already got it up on my You've just ordered phone. it. <laughs> just done it. It's so good. Uh, Fillmore, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Uh, I would go to Korea uh, with my wife uh, because I've never been and it's her home 
land, her motherland. So I'd love to go. Uh, we watch a lot of K dramas, so uh, I would like to just go experience some of the places we see on the dramas. Nice, uh, and also see her in her element. Mm. So yeah, let's go there. Yeah, fantastic. And um, a couple more then. I, I'm, this could be an obvious one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's your favorite food, and why do you like it? Ooh, my favorite food. My favorite food. I mean, the bad answer I'm going to give you, and be honest, I don't want to give you a sophisticated answer. Give us the answer. Because I know UK, <laughs> you guys are more healthy than Americans. We have obesity problems here. My favorite food is pizza. Okay. It's nostalgic. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, pizza parties are my fondest memories of elementary school or, or grammar school. I don't know what you guys call it there. Uh, K through five. Anytime you were good or behaved well in, 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 in school as a kid, the teachers would reward you with pizza parties. And that was like my fondest memories of school. <laughs> so it's always nostalgic to me. So I, I, I like that answer, but actually it's not going to give you any brownie points. I thought you were going to say like Korean food, you know what I mean? Oh, some noodles or something. Yeah, I mean. You've missed, you've missed your opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've missed Korean it. Barbecue, Korean barbecue uh, is second. Hey, that's got to be good. Yeah. Korean barbecue's got to be good. Korean fried chicken is also really good, but it's only good yeah. because they learned it from African Americans in the war. So that's all I'm oh, saying. Okay, okay. You got you got to know where it comes from. Actual yeah. fact, you can, you can look that up. Yeah, I can imagine. Awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, last one: If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? If I could have any superpower, what could it be and why? I mean, I would definitely want to um, fly. I mean, who would not want to fly? You can mm. be, I could be in Korea right now and then maybe be back here for, you know. The, at the end of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would love to fly. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, man, this is so fun. Hey, so, it's right. been good. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. And we're cheering you guys on uh, with a new church plant there, praying for you guys, praying yeah. for your marriage, as you've asked. And uh, we hope anybody who listens to this podcast will pray for you guys. That's uh, that's yeah. our challenge, I think, today. <laughs> for yeah. anybody who listens to the podcast, take away some stuff, but get them to pray for you guys. That would be fantastic. I would love yeah. that. That would be a huge blessing. Uh, and awesome. thanks for enduring my rambling as well. No, it's been great. And um, Fillmore, what's the best way for people to uh, connect with you? Yeah, I would say with me, they can hop on uh, Instagram, Fillmore Bolds, F-I-L-M-O-R-E, B-O-U-L-D-E-S. Uh, and then with the church, One Church NW uh, on Instagram as well. You can find all the links and stuff. So, yeah, follow me, follow the church, uh, and we'd love to connect with you. And if you know anyone in Seattle uh, that's not connected to a local church, um, send them our way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fantastic. Well, it's been uh, it's been so great to be together today, and uh, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listening. And uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you're uh, consuming this content. Leave a review it helps us, and share it with someone who you know that would be blessed with that. But it's been great to be together. Great to have Fillmore with us, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Church Explained podcast. <laughs>